0: You're listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey. The good, the bad, and the branding with Danielle Clem. The weekly podcast created for fellow entrepreneurs. Whether just starting out, established in your business, or simply testing out the waters, we're here to put the real back in entrepreneurial reality. Each episode guides you through the different paths walked and lessons learned by fellow bosses, how they got through it, and tips that got them there sprinkled in with a little business branding and a whole lot of heart. One question is, are you ready to dive in? Here's your host, designer, marketer, and frequent iced coffee drinker, Danielle Clem.
1: Hey everyone, Danielle here. Just a quick friendly heads up before we get started that we have a community over on Facebook created for women just like you called the Female Biz Journey Insider Group. So you can find that over on Facebook and it'll be down in the show notes here to help you with any extra info, resources, or anything else that the guests or myself want to throw at you. So if that sounds good to you, then head over there and we can talk a little bit more. Now let's get started with the show. Hey guys, I have here one of my Instagram feed crushes, Brooke of Brooke Michelle photography who began as a senior in high school and since then has grown to focus solely on photographing high school seniors and weddings. She strives to influence her clients to feel better, be better, and know that no matter what their story is, they are worth celebrating. So welcome to the show, Brooke. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited for you to be here. and I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm, this is it's gonna be a really great one guys I just want to tell you that now
2: <laughs> and I, no pressure
1: I know right <laughs> um, I really want to start this show too because I think you have a really great story and kind of where you're at now and if any of you guys have free time check her out on Instagram because I swear her photos and just her color story in general is gorgeous but <laughs> I want to start the show basically start with your journey and how you got to where you are and then end with the present and future to see for the audience kind of like what you uh where you're going to now so if you, yeah. if you're willing I love to start talking a little bit about how you grew up to kind of like what led you into wanting to uh, choose photography as your profession
2: yeah so there was like so this is like Starting for me, there's so many different directions that I could start this story. Um, it felt like kind of every thing in my life was either falling. And, like, pushing me, kind of, like, molding me down this, like, zigzag of a road to become a photographer. And it was just, like, all these things at once that were all pointing. Um, but I was always that friend that was, like, at concerts, like, living through my phone camera. Like, I wanted every memory captured. And so that's kind of, like, how, I guess, it, like, originated. And I was like, oh, well, maybe this could be something more than just a phone camera type of situation. Um and actually, so my logo in my um, my logo for my photography business is a hummingbird, yes. and that is because um, when I was 15, one of my best friends was diagnosed with cancer, and um, she then passed away from that. And so we only had a very select few images together, but she was my childhood best friend. She was the first person that I had a sleepover with, and who I learned how to ride a bike with. And um, so when she passed away. There, those were like the ones like every time I would look at those photos, it would bring me back to that. And it really just kind of showed me the importance of photography, I think. Um, And that kind of started like so much more. but then I also, so I grew up with, uh, my father wasn't in my life very much as well. Um, and because of that, I really struggled as like a young girl, not having a very strong father figure. Luckily now I have a stepdad who is amazing. My mom's my role model. So all is good in that category. Um, they're like my heroes now. But um So having like my friend pass away and so the hummingbird was just dedication to her and then not really having a father figure, I actually started going to therapy because I was just struggling with a lot of things in my life. Um, And I know like talking about therapy might be a little taboo taboo or uh, whatever. So, but one of the questions that my therapist actually asked me and it kind of like stopped me in my tracks was what is one thing that like when you're feeling low, you do to like kind of escape all these negative feelings. And without hesitation, I said, I like to take pictures. And even though it was like just then, it was like with my phone camera, it really just kind of like sparked my mind. And I was like, wait, why did that come so effortlessly and like? Why did I not even have to, like, think about what my escape was? It was just something that was so natural and, like, automatic. And so she actually, my therapist, was the very first one to ever ask me to create a portfolio. And so she asked me to go home and... um to print out any picture I had taken and bring in a portfolio from her, and that was actually the first portfolio that I started like showing around to family and friends, and um, just really got me thinking more. And I think it was like a year after that I asked my mom for my first camera, for well, like my first like DSLR camera for Christmas. So. Uh, It was just kind of, like, a lot of things piling up. And then once I started taking pictures of my friends, I would annoy them and, like, make them model for me all the time. The girls on my cheerleading team were like, oh, my gosh, well, can you take my senior pictures? And um, it was just kind of, like, this positive reaction. And I just had, like, so much joy from it. And it truly was my escape. And it still is even to this day. I think that's why, like – Admittingly so, I'm a workaholic, but um, yeah, so it was just kind of like all of these things were happening and like falling into place and all of it was like pushing me towards this direction. So I just like kind of went with it. Um, I was a senior in high school when I started to take it really seriously and I all my friends were applying for colleges and I had no idea what I wanted to do. In my head, I like wanted to do social work. Just because I wanted to help these younger women and be a positive role model in their life, because of my, all of my uh, father figure issues, so uh, so I wanted to, do, I knew I wanted to do something positive with that, and I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go. So I actually went to community college while all of my other friends went away, um, and then through that journey, I eventually went to get my associates in photography from a community college. Um, but I think having all my friends away and having all of that time to myself while I was studying at home really just gave me that time to realize that photography was ultimately what I wanted to do. And so here I am. (laughs) That was kind of a long version of that, but yeah.
1: I absolutely love it and have so many (laughs) questions, but like all good questions, I promise. (laughs) So I'm really happy you actually brought up about the uh, therapy because, for example, my biological mom, passed away when I was nine, and my stepmom did when I was 17, and therapy was one of the best things for me, not because I had any kind of, I guess, um, like severe mental issues, but you have to go through right. the grieving process, and right. it's a lot easier to go through that with someone who's honestly kind of like a third-party biased stranger rather than trying to unload onto um, your friends or family. It's, it's really difficult to.
2: Yeah. And sometimes you just need somebody to listen. And so I think that was like it, just like in friendships in general, like such a learning experience for me is that like you sometimes just need to be a listener and people always don't need to hear advice. They just kind of need to even by talking it out. So kind of like how I told my therapist, my escape was taking pictures that to me registered so many things in my mind and she didn't even really respond back except for the portfolio thing later. So I really think that sometimes just being like a good listener can like work wonders because we kind of in our own heads like subconsciously figure it out for ourselves.
1: I think you hit it right on the nail like because people don't realize the like true effect of listening can do for you because as you know, it's so easy, especially when you're trying to help others, whether it's friends, family, clients, whatnot, you're so used to kind of being the listener for them that you usually don't have um, a true person to go to for them to listen to you. Right. Yeah. So it really helps out to have that kind of person. And I kind of want to hear what was the reaction from that you had when you put over when you actually created your first portfolio? Were you super excited? Were you happy with how it looked? Kind of what was that uh, internal experience for you?
2: Yeah, so I was super excited just because like in my head, this was like a newfound like passion. And so I was just really excited to kind of hit the ground running with that. And I guess I did since I started my business so young. Um, But I think it was just like an overwhelm. Like it was kind of like overwhelming in so many ways so it was overwhelming and like oh my gosh I only have like really phone pictures and like here are my phone images and I was trying to create like these like uh well it still reflects my photography now but like these like bright and like happy things um on my phone but um yeah. So it was kind of like, oh shoot, like I need to have a camera. I'm only using a phone camera right now. And back then this was like in the day of like razors and flip phones. <laughs> so if, you, if people even know like what a razor is. Yes. But um, yeah. So um, so I was literally like photographing on that. So it was very minimal picture quality. Um, and you don't always need a good quality. I think as long as you're receiving something from it and like obviously the camera does not make the photographer but it was just kind of like an overwhelming like oh my gosh I need a camera oh my gosh this could be like a hobby and like like there were so many things racing through my mind at that point um and I really thought that photography was only ever going to be a hobby for me so um
1: yeah (laughs) yeah I think that's great to hear too that the portfolio I I've heard from uh Marie Folio and Jenna Kutcher the the phrase done is better than perfect and especially starting out I think that's so true yeah it yeah yeah I want to say too um how was your experience with community college for photography do you feel like you learned a lot through that or more of just gained confidence through it
2: So I actually so when I started, um, I didn't want to make my story longer in the beginning. (laughs) But when I started community college, I was going for a business degree because I wanted to be, quote unquote, like take the smart route. Um, And so I started as a business degree at my local community college, and I hated it. (laughs) So um, it was more like the big corporate stuff. And I knew that was not for me. I did not want to have like um be on like the climbing ladder, just like working the regular nine to five and um so that was kind of more how it was headed during that business degree at first. So I did a year of that and I was really just burnt out. Um and I was like this is not for me. I'm not passionate about it, I'm not wanting to study it. I don't even want to go to class. So I actually took a gap year. Um, And then I came back and studied photography because in that gap year, I realized that that was – in the gap year, I worked as a waitress and did photography on the side because I still, like, was trying to figure out if this was a hobby or if this could even be, like, a sustainable career. And so um, then I went back to – Like receive a photography degree because at the end of that gap year, I was like, yes, this is it. This is what I want to do. Let's just like dive fully in and hope that the best comes of it. So I mean, that is ultimately what happened. But I feel like community college is, it gives you the fundamentals, like the basics that you need. But for my specific community college, you only needed three specific photography classes plus all of your gen eds. So I feel like I could have learned so much more maybe going elsewhere um, or to like a university. But I really learned a lot like hands on at like workshops like the Bayside workshop is the first like ever full workshop I think I invested in by Natalie Frank and Krista Jones way like long ago. Um, And that really gave me more tools than I feel like community college did, which I know is like a touchy subject. And I never want to like put down like any kind of college. Um, But for me, I think community college was absolutely the best possible choice I could have made in that situation. Because I mean, I really like loved building my clientele here and being able to like build my business while going to school. Whereas if I had gone away to college, I'm not sure I could have done the exact same thing.
1: I love that because same thing with uh, myself. I actually got my AA and BS in business, which I love that it's called BS in business because it kind of is. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think it's really true because I know the whole college thing. Because when I first graduated high school and went into the college um, arena, you – I think we all have that idea because we're prepped for college or supposed to be prepped for college by high school and think that this is okay. This is the ladder that I have to go through first, college, then get a real, quote unquote, real job and then, (laughs) you know, kind of make that way. But the really great thing about kind of where we're at now is that's not necessarily the case. So I'm happy you brought that up because people think that college is the answer when in reality it's more of, kind of like the band-aid for where you're at it allows you to kind of figure out where you want to go outside of college rather than actually learn things there if that makes sense
2: yeah it kind of is like it's like a guiding tool um at least it was for me and so um I think it really is like a person, it's like a person to person basis on if college is the right fit for everybody. And I despised college. <laughs> so <laughs> I, was a, I was a terrible test taker. So I would like do all of the work and then the test would come and I would get terrible grades and then I would, it would knock my letter grade down. So I was definitely ready to leave college, but I'm glad I got that degree um and those experience actually some of my best friends to this day are people that I like met and built my relationship with through that community college so I definitely think I gained a lot from it if not bit like through my business I definitely did for personal so like personal gain so
1: I love that I think that's true too is that I the way that I saw my experience was I learned what I didn't want if that makes yes. sense. Yeah. Yep. Because, for example, with uh, the college I went to, it was a, it's a good college. However, for the business program, every single class involved a group project. And uh, if you've ever been a group project, you know how <laughs> hair pulling that can be. So I did 20 projects by the end of when I graduated. And I realized because I'm a natural introvert. And, you know, you are graded. So you have to kind of do the best you can. But I really realized that through the college experience and kind of the way that it was uh, worked was that it wasn't meant for me in the sense of by the end of it, I learned kind of just personal preferences and I met really great people around uh, where I lived at that time. But same thing, I think that when I first started college uh, through that time, you're figuring out yourself and figuring out what's next for you. And sometimes you don't necessarily know what that is. Yeah, for sure. So now that we kind of see where you're at, I really want to talk about why you chose to focus on mostly seniors, because I know you do a lot of different types of events for photography, but I want to talk mainly about seniors, because I feel like they don't get uh, shown enough. It's usually the wedding photography that's the main um, the mains, uh, event.
2: Yeah, so I chose to photograph seniors. Um, I started as a senior in high school. So... Um, it was really like close to who I was. And I mean, all of my close friends were my best test subjects when I was first starting. So um, I really wanted to like start with seniors. And then as I like grew my business and obviously grew out of high school, so it wasn't like my close friends were seniors anymore. Um, I really just realized that it's such a transitional time. And I, as a a girl who was a senior in high school and struggling so hard with the college decision that I really just wanted to be able to like be there for them. And I think it's such a fun time. It's like the celebration of, like ending this like chapter of school and possibly opening a, a new chapter of school or diving right into the real world and like you said you you're just kind of like figuring yourself out at that age and I'm 23 now and I still feel like I'm figuring myself out <laughs> t- day to day so I feel like it's just so fun I say that I I always like joke that I relate to my seniors so much because I also don't have my life together my life is like just as transitional right now and I'm still figuring out who I I completely want to be. And I actually admire so many of my high school seniors for like knowing their views in the world and knowing like what they want to do and like where they're just so goal driven. And they're honestly, um, as much as I aspire to be their inspiration, they honestly inspire me so much more. So, um, Yeah, I just love photographing such that, like, transitional time in your life and kind of, like, having a fun day with them and just talking about their future and hyping them up. I, like, want to be everybody's (laughs) hype girl. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) I think that's great. And it's really interesting you bring that up because I think the same thing when we were all seniors in high school, at least most of us, we really had a lot more drive, like, a specific drive, whether it be for the next chapter through college through whatever you wanted to do and you love seeing kind of like the the dream side the optimistic side because they can actually do it they can actually do what they want if they put their you know work and mind to it and i think people undervalue seniors sometimes even myself when i was my when i was when i was a senior i undervalued myself um so i'm really happy you you see that and you know you really showcase them, like just who they are and what they're going through at that time, and I wonder. With that being said, do you have a favorite photo shoot, or maybe two of them, with the clients, or the kind of how the process was for them and for you? Yeah,
2: so I actually have what is called a senior rep program. Um and that is where I choose like 4 to 6 girls a year um from surrounding area high schools to represent my business. Um and they're really just people who I can like educate them about my business and I get to like focus on them and kind of build like this little girl gang for their senior year and just kind of celebrate them. And um so they help to bring in referrals from other seniors and um um, they like, ha- we have all these like styled shoots and they each get an individual session and there's so many like, uh, benefits and prizes and things like that that go along with it. But this year actually with self-love being such a huge theme in the world right now, which I love, um, I decided to make their initial styled shoot theme self-love themed. And so I have six girls on my team this year and they honestly are I like cannot speak highly enough of them. I'm like kind of terrified to have a new team next year because these (laughs) girls have made like the they've like taken my expectations and just like surpassed them so far like they are in at the moon. And so this year was a self-love themed and actually um, one of my girls wrote her college essay on this whole photo shoot and how she like. And I like get so emotional thinking about it. So, Seriously, like I have um, a bleeding
1: heart right now. Sorry. Yeah.
2: So she like wrote her college essay, and I had no idea that she was doing this. And she um, emailed it to me, and I literally was just like a ball of mush. I like get teary eyed every time I like think about it. It's probably one of the biggest honors that I've ever had as a photographer, especially a senior photographer. And so. Um she talked about how she like never felt like she had her thing like her friends were really good at sports and uh she felt like she was really good at school but she wasn't sure if that was her thing she was like a straight A student and if she would get like a B she would like beat herself up over it and um so she like felt like she didn't she hadn't really found her self and like her place which is so funny because this specific girl on the team is such an inspiration to me and she like Just, like, her views of the world, I, like, have the same views, and I'm, like, yes, girl, preach them, and she, like, preaches them from the mountaintops, (laughs) and I, like, and I still, like, scared to ever, like, voice my opinion publicly, and so I, like, admire her so much, but in the end of the essay, she was, like, it was just cool to, like, have, like, she felt like she was celebrated all day and that she um gets to look back at these images and feel loved and that she has a new sense of who she is and that she doesn't like she can be whatever she wants to be. And so this college essay, I'm like waiting until she's accepted to these colleges cause I can't share until she is. But, um, is a I need to like frame it and hang it up on in my office because it really is such a drive and inspiration on any low day and so that shoot itself was like picked up in print and made cover of a senior magazine and it was really just an overall like amazing uplifting experience to be able to celebrate these six girls and uh the love for themselves and to show that like you don't have to like be picture perfect all the time, but like you should be celebrated and like everything that makes you unique is worth celebrating. And so just to have all of the positive spins that came off of that and like the publication and then having her write her essay. And so there was just so much good behind that. And I have so many good memories of that. So that is (laughs) like
1: so beautiful. So inspiring. I'm like in here and just like, a pool of inspiration, and oh, that's, that's so beautiful, I mean, I really, I love all, I love everything about that, honestly, but I think it's really great that you focus on high schoolers, and especially the self-love part, because I remember for myself, when I was in, uh, I think a junior or senior year of high school, uh, right before my mom, my stepmom passed away, I was, I think, 50 pounds heavier, I did not feel comfortable with myself, or with my body, or really, anything at that time. I think we all do in some form, no matter what shape or size you are. And for you to kind of give that to them, give them an outlet and an experience to really showcase them, that's just such a beautiful thing. And then they actually see the genuine part and, you know, give back to you, even if it's a letter or, you know, I love that senior rep uh, program. I think it's a really awesome uh, program because nowadays, as you know, in high school, it can be just either yearbook class or, you know, something that's very traditional with this really gives them a more personalized feel to their year.
2: Yeah. And so um, this specific senior, she actually, like, I didn't even, we just kind of brought the wardrobe and then put them on, like, each girl and saw, like, what fit, what body type best. And she actually was the one who ended up in the shirt. That inspired the whole shoot and it said spread self-love and so it's kind of just like amazing that she also felt like she gained so much from it but yeah high school's awkward there's a (laughs) lot of awkward things that happen so um I was really excited that I could be a part of it and I'm still like so touched that she felt that she gained so much from that session and um yeah. I just want to celebrate all of them. And so my senior up program also, they all start out as like strangers. I try to choose one from each high school so that they don't necessarily know the person. And so now my seniors like invite me out to like brunch and dinners and they're all like best friends and have a group chat together. And I'm like, this is the best thing ever. So I, yeah, I love them wholeheartedly. So. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. I, I, i i just can't have i don't have any words because this is so like it's just such a beautiful thing and it's such a very rare thing to find and that's so genuine and to bring people together like that is just especially seniors for girls because i know that it can be we can feel really isolated at that time because it's as you know such a huge transition for a lot of them so i'm really proud of you and them for stepping up and kind of um, taking a stand for their own self-love, but also to to give it to everyone else through photos or through whichever way they can. Oh, it- thank you. <laughs> and I wonder, what would be uh, one thing that you would tell yourself just starting out if you were to go back to the start of your photography before you chose which way that you wanted to go with it, what is one thing that you would tell yourself?
2: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs>
2: this has to be like probably the hardest question. You can have two um- if you need to. <laughs> Hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I think just to be like to I feel like the one thing I would tell myself would just be to always remember that your journey is never going to look the same as everybody's that you look up to. I all of our journeys are so different and all of the things we've had to overcome to get here and all of them like hiccups that we've hit in the road and um, all of that is so different. So I think Just because I know I still struggle with like comparison to other photographers and seeing everybody be these huge success stories, that it's okay to have your journey be slower. It's okay to to take time to find yourself and to put that back into your business. But even even if it doesn't go back into your business, to just take that time to find yourself and um take time that is well needed, it's okay. I feel like I just like want to like preach the message that everybody's journey is so different so girl that's why I created
1: this podcast (laughs) yeah
2: I know I wish I could just shake my younger self because she just wanted like to hit the ground running and I'm so happy I did but that every fail it like the failures shape us and they mold us so it's okay to fail too like it's okay to fail and have to like figure out how to get back up and all of that like it's that is the journey like the failures make the journey
1: I think that's great that you mentioned that, because something that I've noticed from all the guests that I've had, almost every single one of them, when I ask them about internally, what was the struggle, and almost every single one says imposter syndrome or comparison, because as you know, especially in the digital age, it's so hard not to compare yourselves to other, like you said, other photographers or people who are, you know, um, supposedly Killing it in their business when, in reality, you don't know you know what got them there or what troubles they had. So it's so hard to really compare yourself, but also it's it's hard to get out of that. And I wonder if you had any kind of tips or tools that you help when you're feeling in that kind of uh, in that kind of feeling of comparison or imposter syndrome um, to help you get out of it.
2: Yeah. So actually. Um that whole comparison thing is part of, like, the self-love as well. Like, I feel like that also relates to the high school seniors because, like, they have Instagram. They're comparing their lives to their fellow classmates and, like, their perfect relationships and their perfect bodies and the things that they're posting on social media that seem, quote-unquote, perfect, but are, in reality, it's just a different form of life. Like, it's just a different journey. And so, um, for me, when I'm feeling that comparison, I really just... um Honestly, take a step back remember where I came from remember what I've built and what I've done and then try and remember my end goal because my end goal is not going to look the same as those that I'm comparing myself to so if they have this like beautiful studio and I don't like that could be a struggle sometimes to be like oh my god how cool would it be to like be able to leave the house every day and go to this beautiful studio to work but that's not necessarily what I need or what I want to be able to reach my end goal and so I think just taking time to remember um, where we're headed and where we came from are two really big um, factors in that comparison bug to like kind of get out of our systems a little bit. And I also really love to journal and write. So I like have so many journal entries and writings and um, things that hopefully one day I'll share with the world. But right now they're just kind of personal. And they really just let me look back later and reflect on but also get all of that feeling out kind of like my own little back to therapy kind of like my own little therapist Mm -hmm. in a book (laughs) um it just kind of like allows me to write everything down and have that book be the listener and that journal be the listener and like not have to worry about any feedback or negative things that come back from that because it's all just for me so journaling remembering where I came from and remembering where I'm headed because my end goal is most likely different from what theirs is
1: I love that you brought up journaling because that's something I've been trying to work at because I know it's, you're actually the first one who brought it up, but I think people forget that it's actually a good, it's a huge tool that you can use for self-reflection, for growth, and for really anything, like just even getting out your own feelings to kind of make sense of it all. Yeah. And I don't know if you've heard of her, but um, Katie Dalebout, she has a podcast called Let It Out, and she Uh, Created this book on journaling, which has, I think, like a hundred journal prompts um, from, you know, emotional purges to productivity to whatnot. And she's actually how I got started listening to podcasts. And it's interesting because I noticed that the people, the guests who you have or people that you talk to, they really don't understand the true value of journaling or like just writing down um, what is currently going in your head. Because as you probably know, as I think you and I are similar, that when you get a lot of thoughts in your head, it's hard for you to fall asleep. It's hard for you to kind of just shut down. So, yes. <laughs> Right? So really yeah. allowing yourself some time to just write out anything that's in your brain can help literally just lower the stress level and kind of get yourself back to a little more clarity.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I – like my friends probably think I'm crazy, but the person that I text the absolute most is myself. <laughs> because, <I love> that. <laughs> <laughs> because if I don't have my journal, I have to remind myself like I feel most inspired like after I leave yoga. Like I'll have all these like ideas in my head and so I'll have to text myself so that I like remember them. And so my text to myself are literally like any inspiration I've ever had any idea I've ever had like anything like that until I can get it to my journal and once I like have done it or written it down it like is deleted off my phone that way I don't like fill my phone up on text for myself but um yeah so I it's it's a really big thing for me
1: I think that's I that's awesome it's funny that you mentioned that before we got on um for this podcast I was looking for one of my notes because I do a similar thing where there's something about me with driving when i'm driving my brain just like the inspiration just goes yeah yeah and i think it's just because we're finally able to not be around our phones or anything it really allows you to kind of just have one set thing you're doing so it kind of lets your brain roam and i kid you not i probably have i checked this morning i have 66 notes and whatever they might be whether it's messages or you know notes for driving whatnot people really Uh, I think that journaling or any kind of, like, writing down has to be pen to paper. And even though I love pen to paper, I'm not going to try and stop my driving and, like, pull over to try and write in a paper. I'm going to try and stop and use my phone. And I really wanted to just show people as you sh- as you mentioned that journaling doesn't have to be this long form calligraphy pic- like picture paint um that you paint with your words it doesn't have to be anything crazy it's literally just you talking to yourself which sounds kind of crazy but it's it's the best thing it really is yeah and I love that you brought up that
2: it is like us away from our phones when we're driving because i'm the same way i'm so inspired when i'm driving and i've never been able to pinpoint why i thought it's just because it's like so serene and you're just like driving and where i live or where i came from is a lot of farm fields and so <laughs> it's just kind of op- now i live in the city but it's just kind of like open and so it's just like so peaceful but i never even put together the thought that it's because i literally cannot access my phone while i'm driving so now i need to like put my phone away at all times. (laughs)
1: Well, that's the hard part, too, is I'm aware of that. But even as you probably know, especially since a lot of the way that we get our clients can sometimes be on um, social media or emails, it's even for myself, I've noticed, you know, I have my phone around me so that's why I love going on drives I mean I love driving in general but I think it really helps because it literally forces you to not touch your phone whatsoever and yeah that's when your brain really at least for me and for you I think it really just allows your brain to kind of go whichever way it wants to I think that's actually one of the ideas I had for this podcast was when I was driving and I of course at that time was like no I don't think I should try and do it and then obviously the idea keeps coming around and you finally yeah. have to actually do it
2: yeah, your brain is like, um, no, we're trying to let you get the idea. This is what you need to do. <laughs> exactly.
1: So I think, I mean, you covered so much, and I'm so happy you did, because you have a really great um, story and mission, and just everything that you do is really intentional that I think people forget to put in their business nowadays. And with that being said, especially for your brand, you mentioned The Hummingbird, and if you haven't checked out Her About Me, I love that you say the color yellow is your spirit animal. And (laughs) I kind of want to ask you why you chose yellow to kind of represent you and your business.
2: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I literally don't even know if I have an answer for that. I was like (laughs) – I was always the – you know how everybody asks you like when there's nothing to ask in a conversation, they'll be like, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite color? My favorite color was always yellow. And I think it's because I wanted it to be different than everybody else's like, everybody always said blue or pink or green. So I was always like, what is that color that nobody's gonna say? Like, what is the one color that like, if somebody's asked in a conversation, they're not going to say. And so it kind of started like that. And then I just realized that it's like, it literally does like remind me of happiness and sunshine. And I am a girl that is obsessed with golden hour. And so like, it reminds me of all of those things. And it kind of also has now because it's like such a big part of my life. Like I'm literally sitting in my apartment surrounded right now by all things yellow. So (laughs) Like, thankfully, my boyfriend doesn't care that I have the home, um, decor, like, um, yellow. Over <laughs> yeah. Like the control over the home decor because it's literally yellow everywhere. So I think now, like, just because it has been such a huge part of my life for a long period of time, it kind of reminds me of all the happy moments, I guess, if that's too cheesy, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it really just started out as me trying to be like different and quirky. And now I literally am just obsessed with it. And I've probably said literally 800 times. I'm sorry. It's like one of my Girl, favorite I words. say
1: that so often. <laughs> it's totally fine. I wonder too then, because you mentioned kind of the memories and everything in between. Now that we're kind of, we talked about the journey and everything that's kind of gone for that, for your present, is there any kind of thing that you're working on to kind of give the audience a little taste of what they can look out for?
2: Yeah. So that's actually uh, one of my struggles right now. So right now I'm like so extremely happy with the way that my life has going, been going and business has been going and um, like, like just a little real disclaimer. I mean, it doesn't mean I'm happy all the time, guys, but like life can sometimes be hard still. But it really has been just like such a blessing to have these amazing clients and be booking weddings constantly and seniors. And um, so I really am like super happy with life. I've been trying to think a lot about what my next step has been. And that's been kind of something I've been stuck on. And I feel like I'm stuck on it because there's something waiting for me. And I'm just not realizing what it is yet. It's kind of like your podcast. Like it's in my head somewhere. I know it. I just have, it hasn't come to the forefront yet. Um, I will be spending a month in Bali this summer to like well one kind of have my like own eat pray love moment but also yeah. to to become um a yoga instructor so that was just kind of an opportunity that landed in my lap and so i've never thought about becoming one but that is something that landed in my lap and i was like you know even if it is just for myself and i never use this certification to actually practice or teach I think this would be something that's really life changing. So ever since I was 17, I've hit the ground running with this business. And so now I'm 23. So, um, six years later. So I think that this will be like my month, um, like sabbatical type thing just for me. And to kind of, I feel like that is going to, what's going to be, what's going to spark so many other things and thanks for my future. So it's my ideas like for what's to come is in my head somewhere. I'm just waiting for it to make its move.
1: (laughs) You definitely deserve a break for sure. (laughs) I think something that's great that you mentioned is that you're not really sure um, what's going to come next. And there was a, a, what's it called? A video that was from Gary Vaynerchuk and there was a girl who was 20 something. I think I mentioned it on a prior podcast too, but the thing is, he was talking about a girl who wants to know her purpose or kind of why aren't these things happening quicker? And he's like, if it, if it was to come to you so quickly, it wouldn't be fun. You wouldn't have the process. You wouldn't have right. the drive. So yeah. I love that you mentioned that because, for example, in school, we're supposed to know what's next, what's next. But the thing is, with life and this podcast is no matter if you write the book or have your coaching program or have it be successful it's your life still goes on. And you know, the next chapter still happens. So I'm really happy you brought that up, because it's not mentioned enough that you don't have to have everything figured out.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And that's kind of like, right now, that's like, my life motto, <laughs> because I feel like I, it's weird, because I feel like a lot of people in my situation that um have this business and are like needing to have that next thing. And I'm just so happy at the in-between right now. I'm so happy. And my, one of my favorite things about photography is that some of the best moments are the in-betweens like with weddings. Sometimes it's not always you walking down the aisle. That's your favorite memory. Sometimes it's that you were dancing in a field and he just randomly started crying because he became so overwhelmed by like the love that was surrounding him. And that actually happened at a wedding recently. And so it really is sometimes the in-betweens that we aren't expecting that become our favorite moments. So right now I'm really just happy in this current situation of just kind of like floating and loving my clients and loving running this business. And um, I'll be excited when that next moment comes, but I'm not, I don't want to pressure it. I think I've rushed life when I was younger, I really rushed life because I was ready to grow up. And now I'm like, I'm super happy where I am. I'm content. And whatever happens will happen. And it will happen how it's supposed to. So super cliche, but I believe everything happens for a reason. So right now, I'm just kind of floating.
1: (laughs) I love that. And I think it's so true that you don't have to know you know, everything, how it's going to figure out, and that's okay. And I think, first of all, Bali is awesome. So I think if everyone wants to check her out, Brooke, Mi- Brooke Michelle J is any of her social media. Please go on her Instagram just to look at the beautiful pictures because they are gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And you guys, you guys heard it here. She's been awesome. Thank you so much, Brooke, for coming on. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode.
0: Thanks for listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey with Danielle Clem. If you like our show and want to know more, check out the show notes to join in the Insiders Facebook group, or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next week for another dose of business, branding, and everything in between. See you then!